Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, gentlemen. And welcome to the Encouragement Group, the group that we do each and every Friday. We do it because we know that weekends are tough. We know that the grind Monday to Friday has a certain rhythm to it that keeps us going. And then the weekend comes and we get a little bit more free time and we start getting a whole different disease, this disease of wellness. Maybe I'm well enough. (coughs) But gentlemen, we did not bring you here to do some of the work. We did not bring you here to do most of the work. We brought you here to do all of the work, to leave no stone unturned. You have tried that in other places. You have been to other treatment programs where you thought maybe you did a lot of work, but you knew you held back. Here, gentlemen, we know that the more you're willing to risk, the more you're going to gain. And it is our hope, you know, and our goal to turn out sober men. But nothing else. That's all, we, that's all we're about. You know, we're not like, you know, we're not like uh, a fast food restaurant. You know, try the Whopper, but, you know, eat the fish too. You know, try that. I, ne- I never could understand that when they say filet of fish. What kind of fish are they talking about? That scares me. We do one thing. We turn out sober men. And that's our hope and our goal for you. And you have no bigger fans and no bigger cheerleaders than the staff and the friars here at St. Christopher's Inn. We believe in you. Our hope here is to encourage you. What is courage? Courage is the ability to face something that is difficult or scary. To encourage you is to give you that courage. For so many of you, recovery is scary. That the chaos of the lifestyle of use was more comfortable than a lifestyle of recovery. So many of you come into St. Christopher's Inn and you look at the smiles and the peace on other people's faces and you say, that's for them. That could never be for me. It couldn't be for me. And yet how many guys stand up here when they graduate, when they separate from this community and say things like, I never thought I'd be the one standing up here. Everybody comes in thinking recovery is meant for somebody else. And yet day after day, people stand up here and they say that the miracle has happened to them. And when I thought about what I wanted to share with you guys today, something I've been talking about for many years, anything worth having in life takes three things. Anything worth having in life takes three things. It takes work, it takes stress, and it takes time. So you look at the, you know, you look at these three things and you say, Dave, those things don't sound all that encouraging. Work doesn't sound encouraging. Stress doesn't sound encouraging. Time, oh my gosh, I did drugs. I, you know, I got what I want when I wanted it. These things don't sound encouraging. But what's encouraging and what's empowering about these three things is that if you understand the message, anything worth having in life takes these three things. Work stress, and time, then the good news is, the empowering news is, the encouraging news is, is that every single one of you sitting in a seat right now has the capacity to do those three things. You have it within you. It means that any, if anything worth having in life takes just those three things, or those three things most importantly, you've got all that you need to get whatever it is that you truly want. How do I know this to be true? (laughs) 
Because when you guys wanted to use, were you willing to do the work to get it? If it was stressful, did the stress keep you down when you wanted to get high? And if your dealer told you, meet me on the corner at 3 o'clock, would you wait? You waited. If you showed up at 3 o'clock because he told you to be there at 3 o'clock and he wasn't there till 5 o'clock, where would you be? You'd be on that corner. You'd be willing to give time time. What does it take to get recovery? It does take work. A gentleman uh, I was talking with uh, earlier, he was in the Attitudes and Behaviors group. He came in and, I, and he said, I don't understand. I've done more work here than I've ever done anyplace else. And we talked about the concept of being satisfied with good when great is on the horizon. That sometimes, because we've never done any work, doing a little work seems like a lot of work. But we know the kind of work it takes to be successful at this. And we know that if you are sitting here right now, you've got what it takes to do that work. What excuse, what reason do you have, do you come up with when your counselor gives you an assignment to do and you say, oh, I forgot. Oh, I'm still working on it. Oh, I need to think about it more. Do the work in group. That issue that you weren't, uh, you were afraid to talk about in every other place you've ever been, do the work. Get it done. Stress. Anything worth having in life requires stress. If it came easy, we didn't value it. You know, uh, what is stress in terms of recovery? It means that, you know, some of you guys are willing to stay clean and sober as long as everything falls into line the way you expect it to be. (laughs) Whatever in life that's worth having works out just that way. It means that you might not get the counselor you want. You might not get the assigned activity you want. It means somebody might get the bigger piece of cake uh, than you sitting at dinner five nights in a row. It might mean that the aftercare that you wanted isn't going to come through. Are we willing to deal with stress? Are we willing to be confronted by by the staff, by our peers? Are we willing to deal with the stress that comes along with attaining something that we really want? And finally... Are we willing to give time, time? So many of you guys are willing to get clean, willing to get sober as long as I get everything back right when I want it. <laughs> you know, some of you guys, it's funny, you know, you've been to, you know, you've been to treatment, you know, 12 times, you've wrecked six cars, you know, you get out of a five-day detox and you go, can I have the keys? I need to go to a meeting. And your family looks at you with that horrified face, like, give you the keys. You want it all back right now. I don't want, I want to be 10 years sober today. Okay? So I want the job, I want the money, I want the girl, I want, you know, everything that goes along with being 10 years sober, I need it today. Are you willing to give time, time? So many of you guys, you know, come to me and and are upset because your counselor wants you to go to a halfway house when you're looking to go home. You know, because you want it all back right now. And I ask, what are you arguing about? We're looking for the best possible solution, the best way for you not to have to come back. Why wouldn't you take the best route to ensure your success? It's why so many people that leave here, we refer to halfway houses and sober houses to put you in a supportive environment to give you the best opportunity to be successful. 
right? But you want to do it your way. I, and, 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 and chemical dependency is the only place where we do this. I don't know where else in life we do this. You know, when you go in, I was saying this in A and B group this week, I think, you know, um, you know, when you go to the doctor and the doctor says, we can give you, you know, a three-week, uh, six-week course of chemotherapy. And six weeks, you know, we're going we're, we're gonna to help eradicate cancer from you. And then and in the sixth week, the doctor says, you know, we've done a really good job at this. We think six more is really going to save your life. Nobody says, gosh, dog it, doc. You told me six weeks and I'd be done. No. We look at the doctor and say, whatever it takes, doc, do whatever it takes to save my life. Gentlemen, do you understand that that's what we're here for? We will argue with you. We will confront you. We will stand up to you, your disease, and your defenses because we are interested in helping you save your life, not just merely live, not just merely survive, but to find a way to have a life worth living. Gentlemen, anything worth having in life takes three things. It takes work, it takes stress, and it takes time. Please understand that if you're having trouble getting this thing, okay, you're the one that has the capacity to turn this around because all of you have these three, uh, these three characteristics within you. You've demonstrated it in other areas of life. Can I have a hallelujah? Hallelujah! Michael! Football season! Yay! Yeah. Any football fans here? Sounds like there's a few. Yeah. Any, any, any Patriot fans here? Yeah! Oh, well. All right. You either love them or you hate them. That's the kind of team they are. Anyway, the, 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 this game is a wonderful game. We all love it. We all enjoy it. But the people who invented it, the gods of football, were very, very wise and compassionate because they invented something called halftime. Here's how it goes. We're losing the game 28 or 35 to nothing in the first half. The game is going badly. It's going terrible. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know what's happening to us. Here's what they do for us. They stop the game, take everybody off the field. They give you a half hour to sit in the locker room and figure out what went wrong. Take a look at it. What what did we do here? How did this happen? And then you can reshape your game plan. They give you time to do this. Isn't this great? Reshape your game plan and go out for the second half and do it differently so that what? You won't get your butt kicked again. You see? Now, if you come in at halftime and you're playing cards or watching cartoons and you're not looking at what went on in the first half to figure out what went wrong and what you have to change, what'd you do? You wasted an opportunity. You wasted an opportunity. This is halftime for you guys. This is halftime. Take a good look at what went wrong in the first half. You're losing right now. You're behind by a few points. Let's face it. Take a good look at why and reshape your game plan. Now, once you reshape your game plan, there's another thing you have to do. You're behind by a few points, so you've got to play hard in the second half. huh? You've got to have a new game plan, and you've got to go out there and play hard. And what's the greatest victories? The come-from-behind victories, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine going in at halftime, losing 28 nothing, and you win the game 31-28. The fans remember it 10 years later. Yo, you remember that game when they came from behind? Yo, yeah, I remember that. That was great. Right? This is your chance 
This is halftime. Figure it out. Look at what happened in the first half. Look at why you're behind by a few points. Figure it out and reshape your game plan so that when you go out and play the second half, you have a chance for that come-from-behind victory. All right? Have Thank a great you. weekend. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. You know, I, I, uh, I, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that. I was actually at a Patriots-Jets game where the Patriots were down 21 nothing at halftime and came back to win <laughs> many years ago. Anyway, guys, you know, if you are willing to do the work, if you are willing to deal with the stress and you are willing to give time time, you know, that concept of surrender, you know, and surrender doesn't mean giving up. Surrender means allowing yourselves to be led in new and different directions. Saying, my way hasn't worked, show me. And we are willing to put forth these three things, this work, stress, and time. We find that this is a place where miracles happen. And the St. Christopher's Inn, we have the luxury, we have the good fortune of seeing miracles happen here every day. And at this time, we ask that if you've experienced a miracle in the past week, something that happened to you that you never thought was possible, but it happened, um, we ask that you take a moment to come forward and share that miracle. It might not just feel good for you to be able to share that you've experienced one, but there might be somebody in this room who could benefit from hearing your miracle. Maybe your miracle will help someone else stay here. So if you've uh, experienced a miracle in the past week, would you please come forward now? Yeah. Hi, John W. Track 9. Um, this is directed towards Solomon. I um, was on day four coming off Suboxone, and it was the most painful experience of my life. And this man came up to me. We walked around. He talked to me. He took the time to talk to me for about 45 minutes. He took me in the chapel. He sang with me for like 40 minutes. And then we sat down for meditation, and I promise you, I had zero pain in my body and I had no idea how the power of music and the power of love you know this one guy spending time with me talking with me and doing something that created such a great feeling inside of my body so and that's one thing I want to say about Solomon is that I, wh what I observe about him is that he takes the time to, to you take the time every time I've seen a guy get upset you pull him aside and you take the time to talk with him, and it inspires me to do the same thing in this environment. When somebody is upset, I want to pull them aside, and I want to take the time to talk to them. So thank you so much. So you've done you've done a first, John. You've you've done a miracle and encouragement <laughs> in the same in the same thing. Uh, Thomas P. Track two. Um, last week uh, I've just been dealing with a lot of stuff in my past, and and I realized that a lot of it wasn't my fault, and I was able to get over it. And then I talked to my parents since the first time I've been in here and um, just to hear their voice and, and how much they were proud of me actually made me like hopeful for the future and actually wanting to live for the first time in a long time right. thank you yeah. Anthony S. Track 8 um, you know I was uh, the miracle I experienced was I was supposed to leave September 2nd due to uh, the insurance that I had and uh, you know so I started getting really mad and started uh not really caring anymore i was getting ready to leave and because of my counselor and billing they today's the fourth and i'm still here you know so i really appreciate that and now i get to experience more of the program thank you yes uh chris r track six uh christopher r track six uh the other night i was uh reading a book 
uh, before bed, and then I was trying to go to sleep, and I couldn't because my my brain kept going back to the past, and I had some kind of spiritual awakening. I believe that uh, I was able to see, like, in chronological order, kind of like my childhood and, like, a lot of the flaws that I had before I ever started using, and, like, just, like, the emotions of, like, jealousy and, like, uh, insecurity and, and the personas that I used to put on. And then for a long time in my life, there was, like, a kind of a void where I, I didn't, there was a disconnect between, like, my childhood and then my adult life. And in the middle was, like, all this, like, uh, like I don't know, it was just, it, 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 yeah, it felt like nothing was there. And then all of a sudden, that night, I got to see the whole order and the progression of everything from, like, an outside perspective. And it kind of bridged that whole gap for me. And now I feel, like, more complete. Like, it, it, I don't feel, like, disjointed anymore. And it was really a, a big <coughs> spiritual experience for me. And it, and it happened here. And, uh, yeah, it was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, hi. Uh, Joe Valen, track three. Um, there's a program here that David Gerber runs called Attitudes and Behaviors. And I got sent to it yesterday. I was mad. I was upset. I didn't want to be there, and he mentioned something while I was in there that made me realize how I was for 36 years, and I didn't see that until he said it and mentioned it. I started thinking about it. I was controlling. I was aggressive, and it was another word you said, but I forgot, and it made me look at myself different when he said that. I was controlling towards everybody in my family, and now I'm going to start working on that, thanks to that program and this place and Christopher's. Thank you. Thank you. Gentlemen, people need encouragement like plants need water. The ones who need it the most are the ones who get it the least. There are people in this room that have been placed in your path that have been sources of encouragement for you. At this time, we give you the opportunity to recognize someone who's gone the extra mile for you. Maybe they helped you get through a tough group, tough phone call, tough letter. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, we ask that, you know, you take a moment to recognize them, keeping two things in mind. One, encouragement and praise are two different things. Um, praise has a tendency to stop at thank you, whereas encouragement goes the extra mile and lets that person know just how their efforts have been helpful to you. And uh, the other thing we ask that you do is to please try to recognize one or two people because when we say, I want to thank the whole community, um, it just kind of loses some of its power. So if there's been someone here who's been a source of encouragement for you, would you be willing to come forward and recognize them now? Charles A., track 12. I want to encourage Thomas and Christopher V. Uh, you guys are both in my track. Thomas, you specifically, I got a letter yesterday from my company and uh, explaining how they want to move on and I was very discouraged that I'm in here, but you said some words to me that really made me believe that I can do this as long as I put my sobriety first. And Christopher, uh, we're from the same town. We didn't know each other previously, but going back to Brewster, uh, I'll know you're there, and it's encouraging to know that I'll have at least one person in my sober group, and together we'll be able to battle this thing. Thank you, guys. Uh, Robert B, track one. I want to encourage Kevin MC, Daniel, Ryan, Lewis, and I think Charlie out there, and Lormel. My first weekend here was really difficult for me, as some of you know, and uh, I actually signed out, and these guys came after me and brought me back in. So thank you. 
I how really did, appreciate it. How did that help you? Because that gave me time to stay here and let the process begin. What, what would you be doing if maybe they didn't? I don't want to say on the web thing, but <laughs> nothing good. <laughs> nothing good. Okay. How does it, it feel to know you guys helped someone here stay? Yeah. location but I knew where he, what he was going sure. to do and I've been there you know so I, I don't I don't want to see anybody go down that route and like you know you look a million times better Amen. you f you look like you feel better you know you're back in the swing of things and I'm glad you stayed man Gabriel German track 8 I'd like to encourage Thomas P and Patrick T. Um, the other day I was on the phone with my wife and uh, you know she was a little frustrated with my past behaviors and you know everybody has that bad day and uh, you know I totally I, I was I was just so upset and I just needed to vent and both Thomas P. and, and, and Patrick I, I just want to thank both of you guys because you guys were there just to listen. It was it really wasn't about advice or anything else. It was just the fact that you guys sat there, you listened, and when it was when the conversation was over, the result was, if you need anything else, we're here. And to me, that's extremely valuable. So I just wanted to thank both of you guys. Uh, Thomas S. Track 2. Um, there's a few gentlemen I wanted to encourage, but they're not here. I'll discuss it with them at another time. They already know. But to the other gentlemen in Track 2, like Pat, Patrick, Thomas, whoever else is here from Track 2, I don't see anybody. But I went through an issue regarding my father that I was having a hard time let go, and I knew I had to let it go. I only have two more weeks here, and uh, the gentlemen in Track 2 really help me get it out because I didn't want to leave the mountain with that. So thank you, gentlemen. Love you, thank you. Yeah. John W. again. Uh, I'd like to encourage Daniel and Keith. Um, so the other day I engaged in like this war story. Oh, and it just tore me up. Like I walked out of that conversation and I just could not get my focus. And the only two people that, uh, the two people that I thought of that were the most solid people that I know of here are those two gentlemen right here. And I went to both of them individually. I went to both of you individually. And I want to tell you, like, the conversation that we had that night, it may not have been about anything, but your presence, your care, your love, your concern helped me so much to get my mind back in straight and, you know, and doing the right thing. And Daniel... I'm a clown. I'm, I'm a, just, I, I talk too much. I joke too much. And when I see you, just your presence makes me straighten up and want to do better and uh, take this thing more seriously. So thank, thank you, both of you. That is what it means to be a Brothers Christopher, guys. That, you know, when we say, uh, when I say, you know, we want you to drink the Kool-Aid, that's the Kool-Aid we're talking about, Right. You know, this recovery, St. Christopher's in Kool-Aid. You know, Michael, you know, you guys know we joke around about baseball and stuff and how I hate the Yankees and all that. But, you know, there's something about what happens to people when they put on that Yankees uniform that's something different and special. You know, and I have to admit that even as a Mets fan. And, you know, we hope that that's how you feel about being at St. Christopher's Inn, that there's just something different and special here that exists. 
Um, and you may not be able to quantify it, but you know that you like it. You know that it's good. I'm going to shut this thing off now uh, before we get to our last segment. Uh, let people know if you'd like more information about St. Christopher's Inn, you can find us on the web at www.stchristophersinn.org. You can find information on everything St. Christopher's. Um, so please do that. Until next time, we wish you peace, serenity, and sobriety. sobriety.